Alright. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited to get this popping. Make sure our sound effects are good. Now, the thing is with this with this guest here, you're not a rapper, but I'm going to play some hip-hop to start this because <laughs> you're definitely part of our hip-hop foundation, our hip-hop history over here in Toronto. And this might be something that you might have danced to at the jam. Oh, you're playing some... See, I wish we had enough space to see some of the, the, the but we ain't even do that. You know, it's crazy that you're playing this. I was just watching this movie. Worst place, you, worst place you were where you heard a song? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, and you're probably dancing at this place at this when your song came on. No, I think. To be honest with you, I think I saw the video first. Mm. Okay, let's get into it. I think that was Rap City. Rap City, eh? We're about to take these people on a knowledge ride right here. We back at it. Yeah, it was definitely the video. Because we were cheating. We'd learned the song before you got to the jam. Mm. <laughs> and then when it's time to get down, you already know the tune. So, you know, you know what? Before I even get into the intro, mm-hmm. I always have just these off the head questions that pop into my brain. Do you guys, as dancers, as break dancers, right? Um, do you guys have certain lyrics that you have moves to, or is it just all beat? Um. Because that was a lyrical tune that we were just listening to right there. Yeah. And you can start. So there's people that storytell. Mm-hmm. They're, they're about the lyrics. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like that. You use certain parts of the, the of the lyrics and you do a move to emphasize it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It For me, that, that also helps create too, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. what I want to do. Um, because the beat is constant, not all the time. Yeah. You know? As when the chorus comes in, it might change. If mm-hmm. it cuts from maybe premiere, you could get down to that. But most of the time, like for me, it's about, it's a combination, the beat and the lyrics, but storytell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm really excited to get into the story that we're about to get into here. And big salute to the people on YouTube. Make sure to like, subscribe. Um, and big salute to our sponsors, Astro Pink. If you know, you know, check them out on their website, myastropink.com or on their Instagram, Astro underscore pink. That's the alien that you see right there behind our guest right there on the YouTube. And for the people in the listening audience, I know y'all are listening and you're like, holy, um, the, 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 actually, the people in the viewing audience because the listening audience they might not always hear this person's voice but they see him killing it on the dance floor (laughs) so with no further ado we have the b-boy benzo in the motherfucking building yes man respect and also another quick um sponsor shout out i gotta do here because you know we got we got to pay some bills here um quick fast my bad my bad my bad my bad what's the name of these guys designer kush so they're designer kush six that's what we're going to be smoking on through our uh, throughout this this episode here okay um um, do me a favor dusty dusty wallace is in the building also pass me that jar or if you could pass that jar over to to benzo you know i'm saying i I come bearing gifts you know what i'm saying uh, respect 
Check them out. Designer Kush six on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's all you need, and they'll be able to handle your order. You see? But Benzo, I, I want to get a full breakdown and a full story because we we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I've been seeing you from like, even like in the Andy's pool hall days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cutting up the floor, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people hear from the rappers in the industry, they hear from the producers, but they rarely get to hear from, in my opinion, from the dancers, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And that is a very important as far as the four elements of hip hop. So I wanna ask one question first. What's the difference between break dancing and b-boying? Ah, good question. Because b-boying, well, the term b-boy, well, if you want to get into all that, the terminology, like mm -hmm. being a b-boy wasn't necessarily just breaking, yeah. dancing to the break, you know, not, and, and, you know, you were into the hip hop culture, mm -hmm. you know, b-boy, b-boys knew how to rhyme, they knew how to write, you know, graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them knew how to DJ. It was like, it was like there were more, it was a term to be like, you are, you are a break boy in the culture. Yeah, you dance, but you also dabbled in. You did other things. Other things. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had the B girl and B girls weren't always breaking. You That's know what I'm saying? It was like, even those way that you dress, you dress like a B boy, a B girl. Mm -hmm. You know, back then it was like B girls rock the jeans with the, you know what I'm saying? The Chucks or the Reeboks or. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then a break dancer is just mainly then the dancing then. Yeah, break dancing is a, is a break dance is a, a terminology that came from the media, mm -hmm. right? And this has been argued back and forth because I know people are going to see this and, and, and this conversation is still going on to this day, but yeah. it's it break dancing is something that the media coined it as mm -hmm. and um, it's not it's not that's that's not what it is right yeah yeah um, so at the end of the day when you look at it it's like they 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 use that term to like be able to sell it mm. you know what i mean and package it and so but you could see people out there that just know how to break dance too like they just know how to do them do the moves that that are you know kind of just taught to them and they're not really getting into like the actual breaking element like top rocks yeah you know getting into the beats you know yeah because break dancing you know like, not just not just you know and and it's different now because it's evolved so much mm -hmm. and the moves evolve so much right now yeah is that a lot of it looks like break dancing because it's so aerial and very uh, there's crazy agility mm -hmm. but there's a lot of them out there right now that are just digging into the music and you know killing the footwork and top rocks and just doing the the uh, high level stuff that they're doing now too yeah to the music right yeah for me a break dancer is is someone that's just gonna just go out there and just do moves yeah just to catch the crowd but if you b-boying and b-girling you really get into like the music and breaking mm -hmm. it down and showing all levels of the dance and there's and they're out there doing it so you some of these kids right now woof, you gotta see some of these kids yeah no i see some videos mm -hmm. and i see a lot of aerial acrobatics and stuff like that and 
some elements of like up rocking and stuff like that, but then you just get to the acrobat, the acrobatic stuff. Well, yeah, because there's new moves. Like air flare is like a new foundation. Okay. You know what I mean? Air flare. Yeah. Lehman's term for for us out here. And the air flare is just like hopping basically like in a a flare, like you're on your head and your two legs are out in front of you and you're swinging around, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But an air flare is now you're taking that motion and you're, jumping from one hand to the another with your legs open Mm -hmm. and you're doing that consistently without your body touching the ground. That's crazy. All hands. Yeah. Right. Um, And it's a crazy move. Pablo Mm -hmm. um, is what is the originator of that move. And and from there, people just perfected it. Yeah, Yeah. Right. And, it's just now it's like a found, you know, like how windmill was foundation for mm-hmm. us. Now that's like standard foundation yeah. for these kids now. Right. So it's going to look very acrobatic, but the whole point, the whole, the whole thing that some of them are doing is they're taking that same area, that, that same acrobatic aerial dance yeah, and they're doing it to the music and they're, adding style like little g is one of the one of the guys he's <clears throat> he's a, a dope b-boy mm-hmm. and he's a perfect example of what you can do what would they call power moves yeah um to music right and be on point and not look too repetitive mm-hmm. and just take it to another level so and that's what they're doing a lot of them are doing that right now yeah. yeah. No, man. And, and there's some stuff that I want to find out even about the new age of, of breaking as we get more into our conversation. But with you, let's, let's go back into your history, right? Yeah. Um, raised on Jane Street. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, because we're a Toronto podcast, yeah. people are always going to want to. So what part of the Jane fam? Yeah. So I was right in the middle. Okay. Right at Jane and 401, basically. Hmm. So check this out. On Jane Street, we were like basically in the middle of all the hoods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was right there at Jane and Church, right? And then if I went north, I would hit Falstaff. Okay. So I used to go to staff all the time, use the gym, the rec room. I met a whole bunch of people over there. I've been a part of Falstaff since I've been able to ride my bike over there. From time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then, you know, you can go further up. You hit Jane and Wilson, then you hit Chalk Farm, and, mm-hmm. you know, Bob Swan and so forth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Finch, Driftwood, all them ends there. That's, I never really lived out there. Yeah. But I would always go out there because we go out there and dance in the rec rooms and play ball. That's what, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Southside. You have Church, you know what I'm saying? And even Martin Eason Wake at the same time, because even it's not on Jane Street, but Martin Eason Wake, if you go them back ends, that was basically like projects too. That's all part of the staff, right? Yeah. 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 You know? And then go over the bridge, Jane and Weston Road. Right? Yeah. And then you have the park out there with the buildings. Used to play ball over there with 7-Eleven. That 7-Eleven is famous. Mm-hmm. It's been there since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you grew up in the household, you know, Bajan household. We, we got something in common. Yeah, yeah. We, we Bajan household. Right? Yeah. And and what was life like in the house? Like, you did you have, like, was it a full house, parents, brothers, and sisters, or was it your only child? Oh, no. We, 
I grew up with I grew up with my family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. At first I didn't grow up with my brother and sister because they were back home. Okay. Um still finishing I think it was like some parts of school they had to finish before they they came up. Um then they came up. Um and yeah, I was just I grew up with my brother and my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, one brother, one sister. Okay. And mom and dad. Mm-hmm. What about high school? Like once you started getting into high school and stuff like that, because I know you were a baller. Like you were all, you were always a tall guy from like six years old. You're you know like how many five, people. Ten. You know how many people don't believe I play basketball. <laughs> Why would they not oh believe that, God. fam? Like, you're no. six foot and change, you're, fam. And yeah. you're athletic, bro. Ian, E, man, all the men in my online talking, they're like, yo, wait till I have Benzo play ball. What? What are you talking about? And I'm like, bro, I was on the ball team. Like, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were serious about ball at one yeah. point. Yeah. I thought it was going to. You know, go to the NBA. You know, mm. you all think that, especially in them times. Uh, yeah. You know I mean? And that's why I was at Falstaff so much, because they had a gym. Mm-hmm. I was a bike ride away. Or I'd ride down to, believe it or not, I'd ride to Woolner sometimes. Okay. I have a big, that's where, that's where the whole, you know, bag of tricks kind of thing mm. stirred between my house and and Walner and, and Falstaff. Yeah, yeah. Like the three, that's how it really started, this whole we should dance type of thing. Mm-hmm. Because one, we had space because you could go in the rec room and one of the rooms there, it didn't even matter if it was a room that had tables and moved that lunchroom. Lunchroom mm-hmm. was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what, so we were in the hood. That's what we were doing. yeah. And you know, even um, I did ask a question about brothers and sisters and stuff like that. But your mm-hmm. older brother was in like the older iteration of the Bag of Tricks crew. Yeah, he's there. So there's six of us mm-hmm. that that are the original Bag of Tricks. Yeah, yeah. So you know, my brother's one of them, mm-hmm. and then you have Tony, Tommy, Steez, and then Magic, mm-hmm. right? Queso is my brother's dance name okay right and then you have tic-tac and gizmo okay yeah okay yeah that, and and you know i've seen gizmo go on to like a lot of like crazy heights and stuff too man oh yeah gizmo, you know yeah gizmo it was a, it, the way we met gizmo is crazy too because we were going to this jam that grouch was spinning at mm-hmm. salute to dj grouch yes mm-hmm. right and we show up and you know the men that were showing up to it's Grouch's jam. We're, we're we're family. Yeah. So we're showing up like just a certain way. We're not really showing up to dance. We look to gal and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Young, go in there, have fun. And there's a circle. So we're we're like on pause. We're like, yo, circle. We're the ones that usually do that. Yeah. What's going on over there? So we go over there. We see this small little Filipino guy. Just going off. (laughs) (laughs) By himself? No. And a little Guyanese guy Mm. standing right behind him waiting to go in next. Okay. And they're both dressed the same. 
Remember the days where the man used to wear the plaid pants? Yeah. Yeah. It was like the early 90s, late late 80s, late early 90s. 90s you know what I'm saying? Bobby yeah. Brown, every little step yes. times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is like this is like 80, 89, mm-hmm. 90. Yeah. Roger Rabbit times and shit. Yeah. These guys are break these guys are breaking. Mm. And, and they're doing a bit of the new stuff too. They're doing routines and shit. Yeah. But back to the part of the story, that's what they were doing there. So we're like, who the hell are these two guys just the same at our jam? Gross's jam. Yeah. Going off. So we went, we drove back home, <laughs> changed up, Mm-mm. flew back, battled, and at the end of the battle, we were like, yo. Do you have, are you with the crew? And he was like, nah, man. It was like, okay, roll with us. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was like, a, after we spoke with him and everything, it was like a, a instant click. We we just were doing the same. And the thing is, we were doing almost doing the, almost the same concept of what we thought was breaking, which is another thing we got to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But it was like, we didn't have much to learn f- in terms of, what breaking really was New York style. Yeah. You know, we just had that small, cl- those small clips from, mm-hmm. you know, the popular, you know, B Street, Wild Style. Yeah. Like, so, um, when we really, you know, put two and two together and some of the traits that we took with us was some of the club dance styles, like you mentioned, the Roger Rabbit running mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. But we didn't the use, transformer. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't use a lot of those. We use we use thread the needle. Mm-hmm. You know, Big Daddy Kane jumping over the leg, thread the needle. Yeah, yeah. We used that, and that became a, a, a trademark for us the way we do it with breaking. Actually. Yeah, because and and do me a favor and turn your mic just upwards like that towards you. There you go, perfect. There was a combination like there was a time like because breaking. Just from my knowledge, like from it being a hip hop head, like eighty four to like eighty six was heavy, heavy, right? Remember that, right? And then it kind of died down a little bit, mm-hmm. and dancing got a resurgence in the late eighties with the, the crews. Like all rappers had to have dancers behind them, scoop and scrap all these different, um, you know, down here. Maestro had dancers, you know what I'm saying? And that's that. You remember that era, right? That was, and I call that the duo era where mm. you always had a partner. Yes. You know what I mean? And you dressed the same. It was suity suit style, yes. tapered pants. You know you what I'm saying? You could go into bands and like Rocky and Bullwinkle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Cougar and Blast. Yeah. Right? And then like you mentioned, and that's Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then you have Frankie, the famous Frankie and Derek. Yeah. Right? Where they all dance with Maestro. Yeah, man. At some point in time. R.I.P. Frankie and salute to DRK, yes. man. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. So... At the end of the day, it's like if you if you really think about like that era, you, you, like you mentioned, scoop and scrap. That's what the thing was for for you to do. You found a, a dance partner mm-hmm. to be like, "Yo, let's we need to do this routine together," right? Um, and we just we just were inspired like from Mark West and Fendi, mm-hmm. PMDs that at dancers, yeah, Sean and Kenny. Um, uh, Coogee Raps dancers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And Hot Dog. Yeah. Joe Brock's dancer. You know him and his. <sighs> Those guys on the fucking boom. Um, Cheetah Wright video. Right. I was like, whoa. Hot Dog. Those version. moves are crazy. Madness. Yeah. Yeah. At one point in time, when you started getting into breakdancing, 
Okay, you used to tape Beach Street over your mom and mom's soap operas, bro. Yeah. What's wrong with you, fam? <laughs> you know what's trouble? You know what's trouble? I got into, into for doing that. You know how visions are, right? You're just like, boy, what are you doing with my stories? Right? She was vexed. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I just and I didn't. I didn't have anything to do to have to tape it. And me and my brother knew it was coming on. So mm-hmm. we're like, yo, we need this. And, but you know, the funny thing is just from doing that, that made us realize that, um, what we, what we, what we did here in Canada, it was a, it was an amazing thing. It just, it was just something that wasn't expected to be, anything at that moment when we were doing that we were just doing that for fun mm-hmm. we weren't doing that to be like yo we're gonna go out there and do shows yeah <laughs> that was just that was the beauty of it then we were just gonna be like okay we need to, and just to go out and when we hear music no matter where it was we were able we wanted to release that was that was our release you know that was a way for us to do something when there's nothing to do. Yeah, keep you uh, kept you uh, away from the bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even with the Bag of Tricks crew, right? It's the only North American crew that's not an all star. Explain that to us, please. Yeah, we're we're not. We don't have um, any like other crews attached to to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just very. We've had our, it's, it's amazing thing. We just had our crew as a whole forever. We've yeah. never, you know, and a lot of guys don't dance anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Bag of Tricks now is just a household name and I've used it, um, as a, an example of, you know, how you should carry yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and push the, push the boundaries and, always believe that you can accomplish your goals. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, like you, you, you've had a a very amazing, like tapestry to put together this whole picture, right? Like you you used to teach at a dance school, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a triple, a triple threat school, Randolph dance studios. Yeah. So tell us about that experience. Yeah. Randolph dance uh, theater. That was and that's crazy because that was just right over here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. downtown um that was an amazing experience also that was a good learning lesson for that was a good learning point for me a good turning point uh, to be exact mm-hmm. where um i was at a point where i felt like i could teach mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong if you're out there teaching teach if you feel like you can do it, do it. Yeah. But um, from my experience, I was at a level of my da- of my dance where I didn't feel like I had everything mm-hmm. in order to teach, and it was fun to teach. I wasn't even getting paid. Really? I wasn't getting paid. You were really doing it for the love. I was doing that for the love. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would get out of it is that I get to use the studio to practice. Yeah. Right? That's what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. So. You, you you also, during that time, like, you, you met, like, a, a, a somebody who went on to do a bunch of great things. Like, can you tell us about the, um, the, the person you met in that school? 
Oh, I've met a lot of people in that school. George Randolph had a good good connection with <clears throat> with a lot of actors mm -hmm. and singers because it was a triple threat school. So yeah. you know, singing, acting, dancing. And, you know, Whoopi Goldberg would come by sometimes, yeah. poke her head in, and that would, that would blow my mind sometimes when I'm teaching class. Yeah, um, yo, there's Whoopi right over there. Shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good friend of George, for George Randolph, man. And um, uh, Gregory Hines. Wow. He came in one time and... That was that was one of my greatest moments. Probably mm -hmm. he came in and he was like, and the way it is set up is there's so many there's a there's like a a box in the studio above and it was huge where you could go upstairs and watch the class. Okay. So I'm teaching, and I'm not realizing he's up there watching me teach. Mm. So he came down. My class was probably like an hour, I believe. He came down after and he walks right in. Class is over. People are kind of just like dancing a little bit, people packing up their stuff. And I turn and look and I, and I froze. I was like, he's like, good class, man. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh man, I'm like, thank you. That means so much. You know, gave him a pound, gave him a hug. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, you're, he's like, you're a really good teacher. He's like, he's like, don't stop doing that, man. He's yeah. like, keep teaching. And that, that gave me a boost to, to, to keep teaching at that moment. Mm -hmm. But after a while, I just reached that point where I was like, yo, I need to grow. And I don't know all of it. I don't feel like I know all of it. Mm -hmm. So I need to stop teaching. And. I got more into more like, um, I'd say, uh, leading by example, just, you know, growing as a dancer myself. Yeah. And then if people ask, you know, how do you do this to the music or whatever, then I can really give them some advice then. Give some advice. Then, yeah. Right. And, you know, as you get older, you don't do it as much, but, um, the young kids are still, they still admire the way you move to the music. It's something that's in you that you have a good way to push the music out of you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, we live in a visual world. So if you, you can capture that person with the sound, then, you know, that's a, that's a good gift. Yeah. 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 And even like you guys started to go on to do like, um, competitions and stuff like that right like even in like 1999 you were the only canadian crew to win the uk b-boy championship yeah that was fun yeah that was fun so so tell us a two-part question the uk experience mm -hmm. and then the hearing that you guys won the championship you know what i'm saying yeah that was dope um We were on a we were on a tour actually. Okay. Ninety nine was our like our year. I'd I'd call that like our legacy year where we we were on fire. Mm -hmm. So we got to hit up three places in one year. Okay. First was Korea. We went out there. Um, 
and we got to battle some of our own legends. I got to battle Ken Swift mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and Flowmaster and Crumbs and hang out with Wiggles and Pop and Pete and, you know? Yeah. That was a great experience. We didn't beat them, obviously. We came second place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At that mo, at that 99, those guys were like peaking. Mm -hmm. Especially Kenny. It was crazy. It's like he had like this second surge of, of, of youth in his dancing. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was just killing it. Um, and then we went to Germany right after yeah. for Battle of the Year. That was dope. Battle of the Year was dope. Um, we did a, everything was like a showcase type thing back mm -hmm. then. So we got a lot of praise for doing our, like our showcases. That's what got us into like high ranking battles. Yeah. So these like pre pre prepared routines that you guys have. Yeah, yeah. That's what some of them, I don't know if battle of the year still does it. I don't want to quote myself on that, that and a UK championship, the one that we won, I still think they brought that back, that mm -hmm. concept where you come out, you do your, you know, your showcase, you guys show what you have, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then the judges get back to you. Then they seed you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so we got seated in, first second okay and there was a problem the i believe i don't know if it was the people or the promoter mm -hmm. they didn't like it they didn't like what the judges this the, what they the decision that they made so they rallied back on us mm -hmm. and was like yo and you know you guys got you know the prizes for winning showcases but they want to see this battle, which was another two crews. Okay. And we had to battle for third and fourth. And so, what were the crews, to, if you remember? So I believe it was uh, Rock Force crew. Mm -hmm. And then I don't remember who the other crew was that they had to battle. Okay. But the drama was for third and fourth. We had to battle the family from France. Mm. Right? So we go out on stage. They're out there. We're getting down. One of the men them go in. They go in. One of the men them go in. They go in. They start picking up their bags. And they walked off stage. The fuck? While the music's still playing. The battle's still happening. What? Mm-hmm. They were pissed off that they didn't get to battle for first and second. So they left us on stage stranded. Mm. It was bad. That was one of my worst experiences of like being on the stage. And what I mean, like, I think there was about 3,000 people there. That's mud. It was in an airplane hangar where they had this battle. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about Europe. They love that shit. Yeah. They love that shit. They treat it at a different level of Germany respect. Love, they love hip hop. Yeah. Huge community over there. Um, and that shit was crazy. It was everybody from around the world. They were all there for that battle. 
these battles are insane so be imagine that happening on stage while and then the judges that they're all everybody's looking at everybody like what the fuck so guess what we did a couple of us went down the other side and we started battling each other battle each other sick See, that's that Toronto mind right there. You know what I'm saying? Man, them for like, yo, well, f- fuck it. We'll just finesse the thing, fam. We'll just make this shit happen, bro. And then the judges jumped up on stage and joined us. Mm. And then we just, it became more of a performance. We did a hurrah, came off stage. Big argument back at the hotel. Mm-hmm. With the French guys. One of, one of our crew members didn't, this guy was, he was, he was very, very, very upset. And mm-hmm. he just kind of like snapped on them and came into an argument, whatever, whatever. So that, that it was a tour. So then after that, we get invited to the UK. Yeah. Um, and during this whole time, we're, we're, we're bumping into this crew called um, Spartanic Rockers. Mm-hmm. Half of them are from Japan. Half of them are from Switzerland. Okay. How that happens, how they work together, blows my mind. Because if you see their routines, their showcase, probably the most amazing thing I've seen. At, at like, at the level of entertainment and like choreography in terms of placement and just like being synchronized on point. And, they had it all. They were just, they were an amazing crew that knew how to showcase mm-hmm. and battles a bit too. Yeah. And um, I don't know how they do it because half of them were from Switzerland and half of them were from Japan. And this is before the internet was a thing like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the men were, were mailing each other VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> they told me they're like oh yeah and then the, there was a language barrier that they figured out mm-hmm. right like you would never figure that you would be in a in a crew from a different country mm. like it's a language barrier but not really you're both doing the same dance it's movement is not a barrier bro right yeah so they, that that's how they did that so we kept seeing them on, on all these trips so UK now same thing, showcase, get seated high against them. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh shit, okay, we, let's see if we can do this. We yeah. know we can do this, right? And that's how we won. We beat them. And that was like the first time I've ever, like, that was like, the pinnacle for me because mm-hmm. I had the tapes too you know what I yeah, mean and I was yeah, like yo UK b-boy like, you know what I mean so that was like modern day now Red Bull from for me back then yeah yeah right yeah because you're connected with Red Bull now and we we definitely have to to get to, to that point of the history um but before we get there all right you list you appeared in a bunch of music videos right me, I, the videos that stand out for me the most are like the superstar chaos video yeah. and different videos like that. Like he, you and chaos work together a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So two parts, right? Give me a list of some of the, your most memorable music videos that you, that you appeared in, like, or ones that people would remember the most. Let me say that. Right. And then two, the chaos connection. 
Um, probably video, man. Hit me with that one. That's a hard Broski, one. There was a point in time I'm turning on much music and every other video, every time there's show, any video that there's dancers, you're in it. You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it's with the Bag of Trips crew or just they got you and some different dancers from different places. I'm seeing Benzo. I'm like, there's Benzo again. Yeah. 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 I, I got into the industry. That was fun. Um, there's so many people to shout out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't remember them all, like, man, don't get offended, fam. Like, yo, we're doing interviews. Man, don't have a list of names ready and stuff. So relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, there's so much people that were involved in getting me to that point yeah. in my life, and they just, I'm not. And the the funny thing is, people are like, "You're a dancer. Why are you not a camera guy?" Mm. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not really a camera guy. Like, you know, like people take selfies and, yeah. you know, I'm not that, that guy. I wouldn't, I would I couldn't be an actor for some reason just mm-hmm. because I'm not, I guess I'm not friends with the lens or that feeling of the lens on you at all times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so f- I they they helped me get, get through that. And they were just like, just, you know, don't focus on that too much. Just go out there and be you. They're there, they're there for, for, for Benzo. So mm-hmm. because you, that's what you're giving them. Yep. So, you know, so it, it worked out. And video, man, that's a tough one. There's, there's enough of it. Yeah, bro. man. There's enough. But uh, for, for chaos, I would probably say, man, I used to be. Mmm big tune and big like dance performance in that video mm-hmm. too there was like a because the thing is for the people who y'all go do your googles or do your youtubes there was breaks in our songs back in the days where like there would just be a musical break and that would just play like the bridge basically yes right? and then they get back to like the hook and then maybe another verse and then we're off of this. That, now the song's done. Three minutes, 43 seconds. You got all of that into the one song. And in that break, boom, you got a music video. You got to get Benzo in there. You want to hear some shit? Yes, please. Of all the videos that you think you would see me the most in, mm-hmm. you only see my face once, and that's B-Boy Stance. Mm-hmm. Chaos video. <laughs> Classic. But that's crazy. Yeah, I watched it, and I was like, wait a minute. I'm not in that shit. <laughs> I was like, what? My face, that's it? And, you know, I had to talk with them and shit. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, yo, what was that, man? They're like, we didn't like any of your clips. I'm like, well, fuck, say something. Mm. Just let me know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, man, that's 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 dope, man. Like, it really helped to put breakdancing on the map, especially us getting to see it on a regular basis through music videos. You know what I'm saying? I got to thank the artists for even just thinking about having that, you know, that, that, that art form in their, in their music videos mm-hmm. or on stage, you know, Maestro, he's always come with that element, the elements on stage. Yeah. He's one of the originators. Right. And mm-hmm. um, chaos, same thing, but, is more he's more into or it's more organic so he'll come with a live band 
and then throw you a wild b-boy hook you know yeah here's a lot you know b-boy you know and a dj over some live drums and keys and strings mm -hmm. and give you that you know, almost a, almost like that roots feel yeah right so i gotta give them props all the all the 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 artists that have you know reached out to us and been like yo we, we, we want some b-boys in, in our video because for me as much as i know it at one point in time it became popular just to do that just mm -hmm. people were interested like oh look at that guy he's doing whatever on his head yeah um uh but some a lot of them are just like no you're not just gonna be in the video we're gonna we're gonna go on tour where i'm gonna get you some gigs and make sure that you you know you know eat mm. you know what i'm saying so to have definitely have to give them props because yeah it's not a uh, an industry where you dancing is like the bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not a, a place where you make tons of money. Yeah. If you hit it, if you hit the very, very top, and it's different now. Now it's different. But even back then, if you hit the very, very top, you were like one out of how many? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would be in that position. And this is pre dance competition shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so you think you could dance and all that stuff yeah, too. Yeah, right? that's way before that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, at the time when like 90, 90, 90, 92, when we started the crew, we actually believed that what we were doing, which I, our parents, our parents at home were saying, you know, we doing rolling around on the floor, you know, <laughs> you know, it's amazing shit. Yeah, we doing rolling around on the floor. Go get a job, mm -hmm. you know. That that we thought we could take that and actually get get paid, yeah, to do it. And it wasn't a lot at first, but the, the fact that it actually happened, we knew we had a chance. We were like, okay this could actually work mm -hmm. right um and from from there we we just started doing shows and we started getting paid doing shows yeah and then we started getting into the numbers we were doing we were doing pretty well for like if you would say you know you're that you go you go out for like maybe three hours you know perform for like what 15 minutes yeah go home with 300 dollars in your pocket and then you know, you're good for the night. Yeah. Almost every weekend, sometimes. That's rent. Back then. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it it worked it worked out. You know? It just it worked. And sometimes it, and it was funny because we got we were so lucky to get caught in an era where it was like um Parties were so, a lot of things were happening mm -hmm. and going out was the thing. So they would always call us, hey, yo, do you guys think you could break dance here at, uh, you know, RPM or, you know, what's the one out in Mississauga? Um, oh, what's that one called out in Mississauga? 107 club 107 <laughs> okay okay <laughs> or 108 i think club 108 one of those ones out there so they would pay you guys to come out there and just dance at the club yeah that's crazy because <laughs> well you know that rap city thing helps us a lot mm -hmm. that helps us a lot being on tv that was like because i think i was like what 15 16 
Yeah, probably. Mm. And I was on TV dancing. Yeah. So you go in the hood, people are like, yo, motherfucker, I seen you on TV. Like, oh, that's sick. Dude. That's that sparked something. People, more people saw it, more people saw it. Yeah. And then it became a thing. And then club owners were like, yo, this, this fucking have some break dancers in here at our hip hop night, mm-hmm. you know? And <laughs> sometimes the night would be like, and you got to give a lot of props to like REMG, you know what I mean? Yeah, salute to um, Ramos, yo. Yeah, Ramos, he to a lot of parties that he made sure he was like, yo, we're going to do the elements and the B-boys have to be there, right? Mm-hmm, the B-girls mm-hmm. have to be there. So, you know, we, we did well for ourselves in terms of that era you know sometimes sometimes it it got into the point where we'd have to split up because the crew got bigger so there's like 12 of us you know what i mean sometimes you have we we have two shows Mm. and two nights so we go some of us will go there or some of us will go there yeah 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 double booked on the same night type of thing yeah high school high school started paying us oh we killed all the high schools so, oh, definitely. I did not 93, know that. 94. From 93 to 98, I got paid basically by the board. <laughs> to go party, to go dance, <laughs> to go do what you actually love to do. <laughs> jokingly, nobody don't go say that. But jokingly, like. No, fam, like, you know, this is early monetization shows. of dancing because yeah. now in these days the of black times. Proms. Really? So you're getting invited to the proms and getting paid to go and just break. Perform. That's mud I didn't know that fam. this is like hip hop like knowledge to me I'm thinking that the breakers are just at the spot because they let the fucking dance I'm, you obviously do yeah. but it's a fucking smart idea from the promoters to be like yo we need to get some people in here who are going to also turn up the party yeah. pay some guys and some girls to come through and break yeah. and then it became popular to the point where it started getting into videos and then movies mm. and then you know it always gets oversaturated and that shit goes away again yeah right so even like talking about monetization right you you are connected with Red Bull mm-hmm. how did that connection come to par um so for the record I officially don't work for them yeah yeah no I said you're connected with yes them. <laughs> no, but you know how some people are <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. um I've been connected with them for probably I think it's probably like ten years now. Okay, um, and that all happened from believe it or not, big up to to heist, um, Toronto Collective. Yes, yeah, salute and uh, Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Supernaturals um, and Q Rock. We were all street performing. Okay, like concrete flat foot hustling and I'll explain that uh, later on when we get back to the story of how we were doing school shows and everything Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of the men them stopped dancing Mm. so I linked up with these guys and we were I had a job I was good I I don't even remember where the hell I was working but I was good I had a job and they were just like, yo, let's just practice more mm. on the weekends and shit. So I got back into it heavy. And 
something just well not just something clown and and kml and quick step like full circle they all used to come here mm-hmm. and street perform right at young and dundas okay right i used to go by and see them um i was working so but i'd still dap up the man them and I was excited. That's how I met Came Out. I met him from street performing. Mm-hmm. And um, we we saw that. And I took that. And I was like, yo, we should just fucking get an anoleum, go on Queen Street, right at the right, right by the Black Bull, mm-hmm. and bring a fucking box. Jedi brought a old school box it was yeah. crazy and we had a sometimes we had a an aux cord going into the CD player and what year it was years were around this time right this this time right now oh, fuck this is like this is after 99 so this is like what this is early 2000s time yeah that. yeah this is like 2000 and yeah 2002 okay yeah 2002 mm-hmm so you guys are there, beer store, Queen and Bell, Bell or Queen Beverly, you're around that Queen area. Queen and Peter, basically. Okay, Queen and Peter, right yeah. there, much music, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing your thing. Doing our thing. And we put a, a bucket out called Philip the, Philip the Bucket, mm-hmm. and we drew a tie on him and everything, made him like a person and <laughs> shit. Yeah. This is Philip. And we hustled, I hustled, I hustled. They hustled, we performed, people gave us money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, so we started to make like little routines and shit. Cause I told them, cause of back tricks, I told them like, yo, one, we'll be way less exhausted if we just do routines. Yeah. Right? And two, people are attracted to people working together. Mm-hmm. They like to, it looks like a show. So let's just do, so we did that. And we hustled and we made a lot of money. Actually, I was surprised how well we were doing, especially yeah. for how we were doing it. It's not like we were out there all day. Like we were out there like maybe two and a half hours. Nice. And we're going home with like, you know, two, three hundred bucks easily. Mm. And we're doing that from like, if it's hot outside, we're doing it. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And then we started doing it in front of the bomb shelter. And that's when it really became a thing where people on the street, Queen Street, were talking about it. Mm-hmm. So one day, this guy was walking by. I don't remember where I was. I probably was either on the way there or I was there and I went to go get some stuff from the store, mm-hmm. something. Well, all I knew is I came back and Heist had a card in his hand. It was like, yo, Red Bull card this guy named JD wants to talk to us about doing some shit so I was like okay that's dope them times Red Bull was disgusting you remember that shit yeah it was just it wasn't as popping popping yet no it wasn't the um it wasn't the um thing one it was like the ginseng more times yeah 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 Yeah. and this was the time where they were actually flipping it Mm, into an energy drink yeah and this is one that we taste the, the one that's everybody drinking now. Mm-hmm. We tasted that one first. 
Interesting. They, that's when they just flipped it. Yeah. And that's he gave us the card. And this is like, this is the new Red Bull. Da, 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 da. And went there, took us there, tasted it, whatever. Hung out, hung out for a while. Mm-hmm. And eventually he was like, yo, you guys want to do some um, university tours? And we were like, yeah, of course you want to do some university <laughs> tours. Was a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> and we did some tours with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah, man. Uh, there's so much that, that I feel that Toronto. When they were small, they weren't like we were going across Canada. Yeah. It was just like. Around, you know, Ontario, we did like four or five universities. And Yo, but bro, that's early corporate sponsorship. Like, yeah, that was our first like real corporate deal. Yeah. And that was that was the end because at that point they wanted to do um, a competition. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it went to uh, King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. And then from after King of the Ring is now Red Bull BC1. Right, from a from a ginseng drink to like now holding huge competitions and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Besides, like the X Games and all the stuff that they're involved with as well, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They're, they're a production company now, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Or they are a production company, and yeah. you, y'all were like there from the inception. You know what I'm saying? From, yeah, or not the inception from like that change because. It's funny that you're talking about it. I watched the whole movie or little documentary piece on YouTube about Red Bull and mm. the way they changed from the, the ginseng drink to the energy drink. Crazy story. Yeah, yeah. But a few things, I w- uh, more things I want to talk to you about before we, we close out our conversation, all right? Um, can you talk about a little, talk to us a little bit about Toronto's contributions to the music industry, like the dancing parts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I feel like it's not mentioned enough how many people we see on the screen that come from Toronto, from the dance scene? Oh, to this day. To this day. To this day. You know, I just saw Isaiah on a Netflix um, show that uh, me and my lady were watching. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Director X is, a, is, is probably... I would say he is probably one of, and I'm saying one of because I don't know who else, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say he's the only one. And yeah. people are like, no, you know, but he's one of, and that, and from my own experience, that opened up that door mm-hmm. to Toronto dancers to be in, you know, the, the you know, the Hollywood scene. Yeah. Right. Um, and and it's big now. They've, so many people have gone with on tours with huge dancers like Missy, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, it's amazing and been on the big screen. So it, Toronto is there everywhere. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's everywhere. Yeah, and and yes, yeah, it's, it's funny that you brought up exits. I I never. It just slipped my mind that he is a, a big gateway to a lot of people seeing Toronto dance on the screen because mm-hmm. he filmed so many videos here. Yeah. We've got so many, you know, amazing people in music videos dancing, whether it's break dancing, yeah. whether it's just routines. Because when him and Hype Williams connected, that's mm-hmm. when it, it, it took off, right? Yeah. 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 I remember when we did um, um, the, the music video for Rock and Wyclef. Um, it does... 
it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. Yeah, remember mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The that was that was X and, and hype. And, and that, that was filmed here. Yes. Yeah. That was filmed here. And that was like one of my first experiences of like being on in a in a a, a bigger production in terms of like uh lights, cameras mm. and you know, structure and how they filmed it and and being around big stars. Yeah. You know? Um and it was dope. Yeah. He took us along all the way. With, with down to Missy, we did a video with her, you know, mm-hmm. um, Seal, um, I go on and on. There's so many people that he was able to be like, yo, I want you guys in it because you yeah. were dope. He came from, he knows, and I hope people know that and give him credit for that. He was, he was there. I, I witnessed him being around us when we used to battle, dance, mm-hmm. right? No, I, I don't think X gets enough of his flowers when it comes to the Toronto hip hop history and just him being able to take that and bring that over to the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he definitely opened the door for the dancers. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. Um, and from there, he you know, it just blew up. And now all those dancers are doing big things, you know, big, and they're doing big productions. Yeah. You know, like just the other day, uh, Tanisha Scott, brought us back on for the, one of the first um, black awards here in Canada mm-hmm. and they filmed it. Right. So yeah, that was, that was amazing. I think it was CBC where we were on TV and shit. Shit. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So, you know, she's one that she came from that, that lineage Yeah, and they're, they're out there doing amazing things. It's, and the thing is, it's not even, like you said, a lot of people don't know because it's not spoken about mm-hmm. a lot, right? Yeah. So yeah. And, you know, the more we talk about it, it should inspire more people to, you know, think outside the box. You don't, you don't necessarily have to make it here. You can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, just have a good plan, good strategy, you know, and prepare for those road bumps too because nothing comes easy. Yeah. Right? No, that's facts. <laughs> yeah. And and even like one question that I feel that uh some people who you know young dancers and different people in the game because there's been things like games that have taken dance moves mm-hmm. and not given credit all the different things happen right yeah and it's all from the dance art from Didn't the, the art Olympics from a- do that too too Hammond the hammer he called that air flare the hammer mm-hmm. yeah yeah remember that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, another two-part question, right? How do dancers protect their moves? And how do dancers monetize? And that's, uh, you know, and this is what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, breaking is going to be in the Olympics. Yes, I heard. Yeah, in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's a Canadian team. Mm-hmm. There's teams for all around the world. Um, and they're all being sanctioned and run by... Um, a, 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 a federation mm-hmm. right so you have the um ioc which is the international olympic committee okay that oversees everything right and it trickles down to the noc and then so on and so forth and then you have the world sports dance federation who is the governing body for uh break break dancing okay um and it's ha- and it's it's happening. It's even happened before with the Junior Olympics. 
you can Google all this stuff. There's kids that are winning gold medals. But now with that being said, are those moves getting more protected because they're in the Olympics? You can so say this is a such and such move. This is that. So the reason why I mentioned that is because I don't think we have any real protection. No copyrights, bro. Exactly. And I think they and someone is going to probably watch this video and be like, no, look, and maybe somebody did copyright it. I think there, there's there's literature on on the dance. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's copywritten. And there's there's one. I think there was one move that um, one of those um, Fortnite or maybe took. And I think somebody finally got their money. for the Yeah. Moment. And that it's like it's like Fortnite taking the running man. Like who mm-hmm. named that dance? Yeah. Right. Who originated it? originated it yeah you know so i was talking to scoop scoop or i believe it was scrap i could be wrong one of them ian brought them when kane came mm-hmm. and i got a uh i got a, a moment to talk to him and i had to ask him i was like yo what made you want to jump over your foot mm. and call that like thread the needle right and he was like I was just watching like a kung fu movie. <laughs> so I'm do that. And I started doing that. And we both started doing that. And that became like one of the hip hop dance moves there. Yeah. And it was like threading the needle. He told me this. And so, they originated it. Yes. Yes. So you can probably find some old videos of somebody else doing it too. You know, it's, it's a movement. It's weird like that. Yeah. Did they call it Spit the Needle? Probably not. Was it a hip hop dance move? Probably not. Yeah. Right. Or a party dance move? Probably not. Right. Um, has it been done before? Yes. To, 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 to the music that we're talking about? No. Right. They were doing it to Kane's music. It, be, was, it became a part of their, their show and what they do because Kane could do it too. Yeah, yeah. They they did that. And we all started doing it. We all started doing it. Yeah. Doing it. And um And I'm monetizing dancing. So I don't know if anybody can be like put that in a video game and say, you know, this is the move and make money off of it. Mm-hmm. And anybody out there is gonna is he gonna step up and be like Yo, you you need to pay me because that's my move. Yeah, you know. So, for me, I think there is no protection, even though there, there's literature on the dance. Mm-hmm. But there's no real protection, um, and that worries me sometimes. Yeah, because we 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 seem to be the ones in the culture who catch it, like the worst like dances dances fade in and out like mm-hmm. water you know what i mean it's just like but this dance something different yeah completely different at first i thought it was just being biased because i did the dance mm-hmm. and then if you really look at it from when rocksteady was doing it from the early 70s and and New York City Breakers and, you know, Dynamic Rockers and 
all the rockers that were rocking and then the breakers who were actually b-boys and b-girls are hitting the floor those iconic dancers if you look at what they're doing and then look at what's happening now you can see the insane progression it's probably one of the most probably is the only dance that progressed like that ever mm. ever and still kept the root of of and still the up rock and the, and, the, and the floor moves right yeah it's, it's still essentially that yeah mm-hmm. because it's still growing like so from my from when i was doing it um you know air chairs air, air flares you know um baby mills um people were calling moves like just moves just started growing you mm-hmm. know and then now it's just there's moves that you the next day you're like what is that and then they tell you oh this is that it's like it's evolved it just keeps going yeah and faster and now faster yeah yeah like yeah. so now there's the one-handed air flare which people are beginning to to be able to do that's crazy and that is i didn't ever think that would be possible mm-hmm. you know when you 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 think about when you're a kid you think about um you know maybe like jumping the creek and you can feel like you can jump the whole thing like in your mind you're like if i run fast enough i can jump the whole thing and 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 make it but when you do it you actually fall in and then get a beating because you're wet yeah it's because you can't you can't you actually can't do it they're breaking that barrier of like you being able to say like that's not possible and they're like, oh, yeah? And then they do it. Mm-hmm. And the dance is happening like that right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy, bro. Yo, Benzo, I, I feel like we got the history, not only of breakdancing, but of you yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how you got in- intertwined with this culture and how you're like, why you're so deeply entrenched in this culture like mm. you're not just somebody who just dances fam like you're you are hip hop culture you know what i'm saying the respect yeah man i just it's just the love for it right mm-hmm. i i support all the djs all the mcs all yeah. the artists you know we used to be on the queen alleys i've supported I support all of them because it's it's something beautiful that when we all get together and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i miss those um 416 you know, <laughs> expos, yeah, and six graffitis, you know, <laughs> yo, man, um, whatchamacallit, Nathan Phillips Square, Nathan all Phillips time, Square. Bro. come on, man, all those, all those great festivals that were, where we were able to, you know, showcase all the art forms of, of the culture. Mm-hmm. And that, that happens, that happens not so much <laughs> now because, now even um breaking is has its own world right now mm-hmm. if you if you look into like what's really going on if you like really want to know what's going on these guys are making careers out of out of the dance yeah like good careers something that we would never dream of 
when we were doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you're really, really good, and there's a lot of competitions out there, you can live off of that and help your family too and mm-hmm. and be nice. Like Yeah. Get yeah. Like luxury cars and stuff. Yeah, you like that be, kind of money. You can be yeah, you can be nice. Yeah. Get the sponsors. It's it that's happening right now. We're slowly I'm trying to make that happen over here for the next generation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause now I'm focused on more behind the scenes and, you know, making sure that we have dope representation over here yeah. and open up some more doors, mm-hmm. you know, open up the doors to them yeah. and make it happen. Because now that they're, they're you know, they're heading to, to a stage like the Olympics, the Olympics is a huge platform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in my eyes, I believe we can make a huge platform for ourselves here. Yeah. And, you know, be able to, you know, get these guys some opportunities to do some stuff that we never were able to do. You to know? get to that next level. Yeah, because I, I believe the kids, that's what the kids here need. The children here in this city need... Um, Something, something where they can see youth doing something other than, you know, the day to day, you know, typical routine kid stuff. Mm-hmm. And watch these kids, watch these kids break, and you see how they're how they mature in in their soul. It's almost like it's like training martial arts, where you're training, you know, it 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 matures them in a way where they understand that if you don't put work into it, it doesn't. You're not going to get results. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also teaches you if you keep doing the same thing, you're not going to get the results. You have to make a change. Yeah, it's not always stagnant. You have to grow. So, yeah, a lot of these kids right now, if she's, man, just, it, it's a whole new world. So I think that needs to happen over here. These kids need an outlet, and that's what we're going to try to make happen and and grow, you know, some B-boy clans and B-girl clans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what do you got coming up for this year? For Now that we're in the top of 2023. Oh, this year is loaded. We got a lot going on. Um you're going to see us out there. It's all, I'll put it all up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of uh, Red Bull BC1 um, nationals and qualifiers over here. And um, yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to help out the dancers in the community, you know, yeah. with, their, with their their grassroots events. We're going to be out there supporting. Actually, even when I leave here, that's where I'm heading. I head into a popping jam. Okay. Just, uh, you know, Keep my eye on what's going on. Who's the illest? Yeah, you know what I mean, and support them. Yeah, know? man. Keep my you're, you're keeping moving the, the culture forward, man. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to support everybody. Mm-hmm. And you know, once that happens, this this year is going to be a good year. This summer is going to be a good year. Make sure you guys come out to, and a lot of it's going to be free, so and kid friendly. So yeah, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, and the people in the audience, make sure to tap in. Let the people know where to find you uh, as far as like your Instagram or anywhere where you need people to find yeah, you. Yeah, Benzo BTX mm-hmm. on, at Instagram. That's where I'm at. 
I'm always there. Um, and yeah, we can link up anytime. Like I, I post all the all the events and all the gems. Yeah, yeah, I support all these DJs, man, and you know, it's um, DJ Therapy's birthday party tonight. Okay, Sweet Touch Foundation. Shout Sweet out therapy. to those guys. Yeah, yeah, those guys always support support us, man. So. Good shout out. It's his birthday, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gonna go see him tonight, too. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm, I want to salute you and I want to thank you for having this conversation here with me, man. I'm, I'm going to take us out the same way that we came in. Before I do that, salute to our sponsors, Astro Pink. If you know, you know, check them out on their website, myastropink.com or on their Instagram, astro underscore pink and salute to Kush. Um, let me make sure I get the name right on this here because you know what I'm saying? Um, designer Kush 6, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They, 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 they hooked us up with some nice, nice quads here you know what i mean they, they got the um stewie and bart simpson and the robot from futurama and riley on the package if you, here if you, you know what I'm saying? if you ever do an episode about just like what we smoking on mm -hmm. holler at me i'm always down for that oh I, I, I have a very wide selection of what I'm always on. So, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely take you up on that. Yeah, man. yeah. That'd be fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, we are the world's most smoked out podcast. Man. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. saying. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to take us out how we came in with the, with the you know, know the ledge. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we, we spread some knowledge today. Let me see what's going on. Move with the Cause I don't like stress. Streets ain't a place for innocent bystanders to stand. Nothing's gonna stop the plan. I'll chill like the Gino. Kill like the Gino. Black and Bino. Die like a hero. Living on shaky grounds. It's close to the edge. Let's see if we know the ledge. Every time you hear it. Nasty. Mm-hmm. We love hip hop. We love hip hop.